0: I visualize for myself, if that emotion could have a lasso around it, and I could just, whew, whip that puppy around that emotion, and then follow the rope, and walk that rope back, what would it lead me to?
2: Hi guys. Hey guys. Welcome to the RC podcast. How are you? Do you ever feel hungover after Christmas? Mhm. even though I you don't drink. Rest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so much. It's like so many people and emotions and like even I get like happy sad sometimes. Mm-hmm. I get sad sad, but then I get happy sad sometimes. Mhm. You know, cuz some stuff
2: is just so touching or mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, we were saying like how we love that around this time of year, we like slow down mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we got to freaking speed back know, up again. I know, I was thinking Which is sad. <laughs> I'm like, this month felt right. Like this felt like the speed we should be at. Yeah. Yeah, we took time off from recording mm-hmm. or at least not as often as we normally do just because I think we need to like sometimes step away and, mm-hmm. and kind of go through, you know, feedback and what we're feeling and, you know how we want to approach the new year and mm-hmm. um, just get re-inspired and approach interviews like fresh.
1: We would have like two interviews a day sometimes. Literally. Three is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the end, I just,
2: I was like the words weren't.
1: Same. And I just don't, <laughs> it's so draining. Yeah. In a good you way. Know, in, in a, a good way. way. You like pour everything into it, but it's also draining to be engaged In a conversation Mm -hmm. actively for an hour and a half at a time.
2: (laughs) You know what I mean? Normally when you're in a conversation or a group setting like that, other people can kind of take it it kind of divides the energy. You can come
1: in and out. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're not that long Mm -hmm. thinking. You know, you're thinking on your feet. Yeah.
2: Not here at almost 30. (laughs) Yeah, not here at almost 30. (laughs) But we hope you guys had a wonderful holiday and a few days till the new year. Mm -hmm. We are super excited. We have a solo episode coming out soon, just kind of Mm -hmm. reflecting on this year, um, talking about not just resolutions, but like Mm -hmm. intentions that we're setting for the new year and things to look forward to. Community updates. Um, Yeah. Community updates. Oh yeah. Update for the community.
1: I went home. I decided to go home for the holidays. Mm -hmm. I know that everyone was so thoughtful in their feedback. (laughs) Oh, in the Facebook group. Yeah, in the Facebook group. Oh, we were you talking asked about them if I should, should go home or not mm-hmm. for the holidays. And everyone was so sweet
2: and they gave me such honest feedback and I decided to go home Yeah, and I went home. So thanks for the feedback, guys. Mm-hmm. So... Today, day after Christmas, I don't know when you'll be listening to this, but this one is a special one. Mm-hmm. It is our gift to you at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a really intimate, beautiful conversation with Natalie Kuhn, who is the executive director of The Class by Taryn Toomey. I don't know how she came into our lives. Yeah, I don't know. She just like floated in.
1: Yeah. It's like times like this when I'm talking to someone like Natalie where I'm, I'm almost like... There's so many signs in my life and in the world of people that are actually absolutely incredible mm-hmm. and good and unique and uniquely them and uniquely following their path
2: that it almost just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And so I love being around her because she's so human. Mm-hmm. There's nothing yeah, about so her true. that like makes me feel... She cusses Yeah, she's just like in her body too. and in her like heart at all times and it's not always like sometimes it's messy like we were talking about she lost her mom in the last few years and it was sudden and it was um, tragic and she is still grieving and talking about that process of grief how she went from you know being angry to really I don't even know if she's like accepted it yet but it's, it's something that we can all relate to we also talk about, um, you know, her journey with the class and um, her relationship with Taryn, and how creatively they have built this place for people to go to. Both physically and emotionally release. It's this mm-hmm. cathartic workout. Unlike anything you've ever done, if you haven't taken the class by Taryn Toomey and you're in New York or LA, you should absolutely take the time and go. It's it's really special. So we talk about that. We talk about the people in her life that have been mentors. We talk about her following her soul's purpose mm-hmm. and what that means to her. And and really listening to, you know, those moments when she feels like you know, she can't figure it out. It's mm-hmm. like this like constant investigation of what am I here to do? And really in those moments, it's like, that's like where the value is. It's not about like getting to where you need to be. It's like the process of figuring it out is what it's all about.
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah. I loved, you know, it, it was nice to have her come on and talk about the um, losing her mom, you know, in a very just like heart-wrenching way. Um, I haven't lost anyone that's been very close to me and I just feel like there is such a, you know, you don't know until that happens to you and there's such a hole for that. So the people that have lost someone that they're very close to or that they love so very deeply, you know, there's a special connection that people can make with that. So Mm. her turning that pain into something that's so beautiful and kind of physically releasing the uh, violence, you know, in her body from feeling so low is just really beautiful. So I love that. And she's just positive. She's light. She's smart. She's funny. You guys are really going to like this one. It's a beautiful journey about her creating the class by Taryn Toomey, her creating a fitness brand with her best friend, um, following her heart, following her dreams and manifesting this beautiful life um,
2: through um, some really challenging times. Yeah. So join our secret Facebook group if you haven't already. We'll be talking about this episode and lots of other things in there. Um, And also just a note, at the end of this episode, we are going to share with you a conversation that we had with um, some of the founders of Yeah! Field Trip, which is a, what are we calling it?
1: It's like summer camp.
2: Summer camp. It's a summer
1: camp for creatives. And yeah. we're attending in February mm-hmm. of 2018 in California. So we just had them to kind of talk more about it. So you guys could really get the vibe and understand exactly what we're going to be doing. Lindsay and I are now teaching a class on podcasting. So if that doesn't
2: get you. Comment, Come on, guys. I don't know what <laughs> will. <whale. laughs> I'm going to wear it teachers whatever, I don't know um, I'm gonna wear a slutty teacher's costume <laughs> uh, my, my fake glasses um, alright so at the end of this episode stick around um, we have like a 10 minute combo with them but otherwise we hope you had a wonderful holiday happy new year we love you guys so much stay tuned for uh, some updates from us get excited almost 30 nation almost 30 nation enjoy this episode guys happy holidays love ya bye hey guys welcome to hello. the almost 30 podcast
1: so glad you're here so
2: glad you're here if you are returning to the podcast welcome back mm-hmm. and if you're new welcome hi hi hello so happy you found us so happy you're we have here. a treat for you today we have natalie Kuhn of the class by taryn to Oh, that's good lens mm-hmm. to that's good.
1: <laughs> it's a new class. It's a new class. <laughs> yeah.
2: Taryn Toomey.
1: Um, it's the class by <laughs> Taryn Toomey, and she is a light worker. You are an inspiration. You are mm-hmm. a leader. Mm-hmm. You are everything, and we are both super inspired by you, so yeah. we're so happy to have you on and so talk happy. about everything that we can. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's, it's right fitted fit it in here. Yeah. Everything. So, for those of those of our listeners who don't know what yeah. the class is, can you tell us a little bit about the class cuz sure. it's different and than Tarin's any other workout yeah. So, yeah. yeah anyone has ever done
0: the class by Taryn Toomey in the in the pithiest sense mm-hmm. is a uh, spiritual fitness or a cathartic uh spiritual fitness experience and what that what that means in a more in a, in a longer description is that you are using your body to awaken or ignite the reactions that lie just underneath the surface, yeah? So you're using strength training and calisthenics and cardio to work through any unstuck, excuse me, any stuck emotion to unstick it, any um, stuck thought that needs to move, shift, or change. And um, we use the body as the, the vehicle.
1: What is it based on? You know, like, where did it come from?
0: Yeah, good question. Well, Taryn was a yoga instructor for six Mm -hmm. years, or six plus years, and then she had two babies, and as she started to navigate the uncharted waters of new motherhood, she recognized that there was a lot of fire that wasn't really being released in a held yoga pose, and that in the middle of, you know, Warrior two, she wanted to have the opportunity to yell or vocalize or cool. express herself. Mm. And when I met her, um, she was doing some version of what it is now in the the gym of her building and on the the decks of, of, of Friends Apartments in Tribeca. And at the time I was working at Lululemon and she came in and we hit it off. And there was it just sometimes, and it's very rare in life when you get that lightning bolt effect when you meet somebody mm-hmm. you know yeah and it was that you know and at the time I was holding out my hand for rain waiting to love something more than acting and waiting to love something more than dancing uh, for bands which is what I was doing previously and I didn't just get raindrops I got a, I got a full-on hurricane blow through the Lemon store and it mm-hmm. was truly electric she is electric so I took her class twice, and at the end of the second class, she was like, have you thought about teaching? And at the time, there was no name for it, and there was no website. It was truly, you dropped $20 in her kid's trick-or-treat bag. Mm. All of the money went to her late mentor, Mama Kia, in, uh, in Peru to support an orphanage there. And I'm sure you've had these kind of blue moon moments, too, where— You just say yes, right? There's something in you that I love this person. I love what she's about. I love what she's doing. And she is such a deeply intuitive person. And I am, I can extract from that intuition more uh, organization. So from there, I was like, well, how about I set you up, I break you down, and I teach myself. And then on Sundays, I'll teach a few friends. And when I'm ready, you can come take the class or what I think it is and give me notes. So that's basically how it went was uh, my own little version of a teacher training. And she had this major leap of faith and agreed to it. And six months later,
2: yeah. And you were the only teacher at that time other than At that
0: same time, during those six months, the— goddess, that is J.C. Gossett, re-entered Taryn's life and for the first time entered mine. We were in one of those classes before Taryn moved it to a dance studio where she walked in and I thought, wow, somebody of that much light and beauty surely can't be a good person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Surely Mm. she's not the full package. Mm -hmm. And she really was. And Taryn explained that I was training and and the last thing that JC said before we left that day was, if you ever need a guinea pig, I know all the places that you can rent studio space in, in New York. She followed up with me. And so it was the three of us. We uh, JC and I were the first teachers. And for a long time, I think two and a half years, it was just the, the three of us running class and trying to give it a go.
2: Wow. What, what did that feel like to have, like, a woman, like, put faith in you? I think sometimes, like— there's that judgment between females or reservation, you know? Mm-hmm. I think if you're in the same, like, world, like fitness or wellness. Mm.
0: I hadn't—I wasn't in the fitness world mm. or the wellness world at the time. I So um, dancing I, and working
2: at Lulu, right? Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and acting. And I certainly mm. felt that experience in the artistic world because it feels really like a race, which is so silly, Mm Because it just isn't one. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I also went to an all girl school, Mm -hmm. and I was raised by a super strong woman. And I um, have always been surrounded by smart, capable, hardworking, talented women. And I had two female life mentors prior to meeting Taryn. So it felt like I met my next mentor, like my next sister, Mm -hmm. my next kin, Mm -hmm. you know? And that was, that was true. I think my previous mentors really set me up. Jane Malmo, if you're listening, Heather Carlucci, if you're listening, mm-hmm. guided me through my teens and then early 20s. And then I met Taryn at 27.
1: How did you meet your first mentors?
0: Like, did they know you were there? My mentors? first one was like, a, an instructor at NYU, mm-hmm. Jane Malmo, and she was a part-time lawyer and a part-time theater teacher. She needed a research assistant. And I loved what she was, oddly, this is actually just coming to me right now. What I was studying with her was catharsis and Freud.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> so like, I was what, what, deep like, tell us in the stacks
0: of Bobst, which is the NYU mm-hmm. library, um, collecting a wide range of information and then distilling what I thought she should teach. And that was uh, that was very cool. And that went into cathartic uh, performance art. So that got into some mm-hmm. works of Chris Burden and, anyhow, yeah. And Taryn didn't know this about you. Oh, no, you this, this is back when I was 17 and moved to New York. That's just, that's, that's so crazy. Yeah, 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 that, that all came so together. True. Yeah, oh, oh, no, it's actually just coming to me now that I had been studying art and catharsis. Yeah, at that time. And then I so thought cool. I wanted to be a baker. Obviously, potentially, (laughs) potentially (laughs) the antithesis. It's gonna be a very different podcast. And so I met um, a woman, Heather Carlucci, who is a a woman far beyond her years. She was a pastry chef when there were only male pastry chefs, right? Mm. And she's the daughter of a model, so she was sort of rebelling against that. And then she broke free of that completely and decided to open an Indian restaurant. I don't know, guys. It's been a funny thing, but <laughs> yeah. she she has always been a, a real backbone for me, encouraging me and making sure that I stay true to the passions and the aspirations that I have. And I think that's what any good mentor does, right? Uh, guides you from this eagle-eye view that only they have because they're 20 or 30 years older than you and allowing you very softly by, you know, patting Mm -hmm. you on the left and patting you on the right to just stay your course, you know, and allowing you to fall and being there with some words of wisdom and maybe a job Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) when you fall, you know. And then
1: so Mm do they know that they were your mentors? Like I'm trying to think about, so women that are listening to the podcast, so many chia seeds in in my teeth. Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) I'm only realizing now how important having a mentor Mm. is (laughs) or— And I, you know, I maybe had some that I didn't know they were my mentors or Mm -hmm. they didn't know that they were my mentors, but I wish I would have sought them out Mm -hmm. more so like you did and had those strong relationships with women that I admired. I was kind of like an avoider of women relationships for Mm. a long time. Um, So how did you, so you found them and then how did you like nurture those relationships
0: and how did you make sure that it was valuable for like both parties? Good question. I think that... Once I find a connection, a Mm -hmm. human connection that really speaks to me, I will work so hard. I will work so hard, you know? So for Jane Malmo, I mean, I researched my face off Mm
2: -hmm. because
0: I thought what she was doing was full of integrity and interesting and different and new. And when I met Heather, I believed, and I obviously still do believe that, a female chef should be able to do mm. anything a male chef can do and better. And she had an all-female kitchen, and I was all about it. So there was a real passion that ran through the tasks. Mm-hmm. So if I had to clean the fridge, I'm going to clean that fridge, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because that's serving a greater function. Mm-hmm. And I've always been that way. That, And, and I think that a lot of— the folks that I meet who are within our generation Mm -hmm. are so dead set on being happy right now Mm -hmm. and every Mm -hmm. moment that if I'm not happy 100% of the time, I'm not living my best life and I'm not fulfilling my passion because right now in this moment, I'm uncomfortable. But that's a thing. You got to get used to the un- discomfort. You got to lean into the discomfort. And that's where you get to know yourself, right? You get to really, ooh, baby, baby, mama, mama, there is informacion in the states of you, the edges of you that are unhappy, mm-hmm. right? And I think that if you're in a job where you admire the person at the top who's guiding you gently, hmm stay the course, do the grunt work because you're in for a much bigger reward. Mm.
1: How do you know? So for people that are listening that aren't happy, like how would someone know if they're unhappy or if it's like a message? You mm. know, like like I find that challenging. It's like, am I just unhappy or am I being sent messages that I need to like change course?
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Stillness mm. and asking David White, who's a, a, my favorite poet and philosopher, mm-hmm. he says, it's important to ask beautiful questions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Krista Tippett, who was interviewing mm-hmm. him on Being, mm-hmm. is a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. Krista Tippett was saying— We're like a lot alike. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, great. Unite. Me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Unite, of course. <laughs> and she said, you know, what's interesting about that is that a beautiful question elicits— an answer of its likeness. Mm. So it's going to elicit a beautiful answer, right? So if you're just asking yourself the question, well, why am I fat? Or something mm-hmm. like that. You're going to be, you're going to beget an answer in its same vein, yeah? Mm-hmm. But if you're asking a question of, you know, what what is my energy and my life force, my spirit, my soul here to do? You're going to get an intricate response. You're going to get something nuanced that's eventually going to lead you on the path you should be on, mm. and I don't know that it's so much a. I think that it's a it's an investigation, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: that it's a curiosity rather than the answer. Mm-hmm. You're you're actually looking for the investigation, which resides mm-hmm. in questions. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think what the investigation is like. In the investigation and being curious, it's almost you are curious and you are investigative of the emotions that you, not, that you are not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like if you're investigative and you're curious, you're being curious about emotions that you're not identifying yourself with. So if mm-hmm. it's sadness, you're being investigative about maybe why you're sad, but you're not identifying with the sadness enough to be like, I am sad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. So I think that like just building on what you were saying. Yes. I think is... Is key.
0: Yeah, I think you're right that understanding there's a difference with um, from experiencing Mm -hmm. the thought or the feeling and branding yourself Mm -hmm. as it Mm -hmm. or uh, identifying as it. Mm -hmm. And that difference is ultimately going to alter your life
1: completely I mean it's like the permanence you know if you're sad you're like I'm so sad right now I'm so sad right now like you are saying like I'm sad but it's really just like a fleeting feeling as with anything it doesn't last you know you're going to be happy again at some point you're going to be sad again at some point but it's like not allowing those feelings to just be and not
0: yeah um, when my so to to circle back to the story of meeting Taryn right (laughs) after Taryn put me on the schedule 2 days later after teaching my first class my mom passed away out of nowhere she was not sick wow. not in the hospital this was no one saw this coming and the class at the time was not uh, as uh, soaked or steeped in the spirituality for me it mm-hmm. had not gestated for my my being right mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: after my mother passed and i returned to new york after the funeral and the insurance cards and the death certificate, all the things that come with having that experience, Mm -hmm. the class took on this whole other life where it became my healing. Mm -hmm. And as do many people when they're going through a hard time, many of us lean toward Pima Children's When Things Fall Apart, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a small little section in there that talks about how an emotion fully felt only lasts 90 seconds. Mm. But we spend a day or weeks or months or years avoiding the possibility, even the possibility of feeling it, right? Because it's so what? Overwhelming, uncomfortable, foreign, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: peripheral, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: unsafe. So instead of testing that water... Mm which of course you can really only test if you if you you are in a safe relationship, a safe relationship with yourself, right? Mm. This is, a, I'm not totally, I'm not a trauma expert, right? So I'm talking about you feel something and then instead of drinking the wine or not or abstaining from everything or eating all chocolate or not eating or having sex or not having sex or working or not working, all the things that we do to try to prevent it, we lean in and those 90 seconds will pass. I love that.
2: What for you was your uncomfortable moment? And that might have been, but what was the information that you were getting during that time that you could possibly translate as a message or your next steps? So whether it was, I don't know if it was your mom's passing, but something that that sticks out to you. As um,
0: as like a piece of advice. Like you,
2: you were saying that you get information in those unhappy states. Mm. So is there something that you, mm, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yep. I once said, is, oh, well, I'm not an angry Natalie person. One, so. yeah, right. mm-hmm. Very unwise. <laughs> <laughs> one said, oh, well, anger is just not something that I go toward. It's, I'm not an angry person. There goes the labeling again, the identifying, mm-hmm. right? No, I'm See, I identify as not angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I confront. I'm uncomfortable. I do all these things. But I, pff, uh-uh, not me. Angry? No. And the person I said this to had a very simple response, and she goes, oh, you might be the angriest person I've ever met.
1: Wow. Ooh. Woo. What a baller.
0: Baller. <laughs> truth <laughs> teller Ooh, yeah, we, need, we need those real yeah. talks so I had to would take you, that one home yeah what was your response complete I would have been blown like away. everything went white you remember that Wanda Sykes stand up when she gets <laughs> waxed for the first time and the, and and the you know the paper white. gets ripped off and she goes everything went white why? <laughs> and that's a little bit what it was like for me. Where I was like, hmm. You're like, this bitch doesn't My paralysis burn. must mean there's truth in this. Wow. And that's ultimately the, what was uh, a very profound experience for me in my grief was that I was so angry mm. at my mother for dying, which had, she had no choice over it, you know? No, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was so angry angry at God or the gods or universe, whatever higher power may be. I was so angry. And then when I couldn't uh, find when, you know, shaking my fists at the sky didn't result in the effect that I wanted or the redemption that I wanted, then who's next? Mm. Who's in my path? Dad, husband, brothers, family, friends, who's next? Me? Let me just turn that right in on myself and start to talk really unkindly to myself. And we don't often trace that emotion, right? So we feel the emotion and then we don't sit with it long enough. Like I sometimes now when I'm teaching i I teach I, I talk to the class and I, and I and I visualize for myself if that emotion could have a lasso around it mm-hmm. and I could just whoo whip that puppy around that emotion Mm -hmm. and then follow the rope Mm -hmm. and walk that rope back, Mm -hmm. what would it lead me to, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm. if the thought that comes up is, for example, this is so common for women, and I was going to say women of our age, but I'm going to just say women. If you say those words, I'm fat, Mm -hmm. then you can walk that lasso line. Okay, well, what is that? That is me. Uh, self-lacerating. So why am I self-lacerating? I'm self-lacerating because something out of my control just happened. I read an inbox. I read something in my email, or the that person looked at me the wrong way, or I didn't get the outcome that I expected, or I didn't get the job, or the promotion, or the my bank account, or the. <laughs> la, 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 la. walk it back, walk it back. Okay, now, what does that remind me of? Oh, well, man, I've been triggered in that way before. I've been rejected by so-and-so before, by myself before. Well, when did that happen? You walk that back. And then suddenly now you're at the seed of the thing, right? And when you can sit with yourself long enough to tap into the seed, you might have the opportunity to redirect. You have a chance to redirect at any time. It's just a matter of are you willing to recognize it as your pattern? Are you willing to pause yourself long enough to say, I see you, I know you, and there's another way? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's called effort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Emotional muscle easy. memory, as I like to call it, you know?
1: What does pausing look like to you?
0: Breath. Mm-hmm. just no, one period like no nah, hey girl how much time you got Yeah, one one will trigger the vagus nerve and you know tap you into the parasympathetic nervous system if, if you concentrate and take it deep long enough but to really understand a habit you gotta work on that puppy and see it every day and breathe through it every day and nurture it mm-hmm. you know it's just something that hasn't been seen or heard, and so it's knock, knock, knocking on your door until it, it is. Like, you know, grief. It's. Mm. I remember, I'd be washing the dishes, thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner, you know, and mm-hmm. then I pick up that mug, mm. boom, crying. Right. It's mm-hmm. So, it's it's there, and it just needs to be seen right what happens when you when you turn to your shadow right there's light cast on it the shadow changes shape so it's the same idea right so it's Mm -hmm. there your shadow is right there and you turn and you look at it you cast a little light on it and it has no choice but But to to see a different reflection because Mm -hmm. you have turned toward it how would
2: you guide our listeners to feel maybe paralyzed in the wake of you know a tragedy or or deep in the grieving process or maybe there's a big upheaval in their life, like what are some first steps that they could do immediately following this episode that they could Mm -hmm. make some forward movement? Mm
0: -hmm. I'm certainly no trauma specialist, but the tools that I I could offer are what we do in the class, Mm -hmm. which is hands-on body, slowing your breath down. Mm -hmm. Slowing your breath down is going to slow your heart down. Slowing your heart down is going to slow your thoughts down. And then you move yourself out of panic and into a state of recovery, right? And just reminding yourself by placing your hands on your heart or your belly that you are here, that you're okay, that you're safe. And as one of my teachers, and, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough to call her a colleague, Allison McClee says, healing happens in community, and that you know, once you tap into the fact that you need help or that you are unsteady or that the thing that you might be going through is is tough or maybe tougher than you can handle in this moment, then you reach out to those who you know won't freak out or run away or tell you, you're fine, you're fine, placate you, you know, but who will look you dead in the eyes and breathe with you and say... I hear you. That's hard.
1: I hear you. That's all.
2: That's all we want, right? That's
1: all I want.
2: As humans. Ever. Yeah. You know? hey, partners. Partners. Listen up, partners. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Listen up, partner.
2: How was is, how is your transition into teaching and becoming this type of healer and also healing yourself? How has that changed your relationship with your husband?
0: mm well, I want to back up because mm. I don't really think of myself as a healer. I think that the 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 person who heals is yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so thank uh, you. Yeah. If anything, I'm I'm there to um, guide. Yeah, maybe guide. Yeah. I hope I say some things that help some people and mm. play some music that resonates, and you have a good experience. But ultimately, um, they're they are the ones doing the work. I
2: love right? that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and how has it affected my relationship with my husband? Well. What's so interesting, and very few people know this.
1: Mm, Exclusive. Exclusive. Everyone listen up. You heard it here. You heard it first. My Mm -hmm. husband works at Playboy. Love him. Love Fuck, does he know
0: John Mayer? (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite articles of Playboy. Oh my gosh, so funny. So we are in, you know, we have interesting dinner talk. Fuck, I
1: love that. How do you like do that? I'm not cool
0: enough. Oh my gosh. I don't know, if
1: yes, I'm 0% cool.
0: So funny. Well, he is a man of deep integrity and incredibly whip smart and is elevating the you. writing of this magazine. Yeah, You know, the writing has always been progressive and mm-hmm. interesting and on the edge and um, politically progressive as well. Mm. So his first magazine, uh, I think the interview was with Rachel Maddow. Mm. And then the next one was at the Broad City Girls and... Mm. Uh, Then it was Scarlett Johansson. So he's definitely doing a lot to um, increase, you know, strong female presence. Mm -hmm. But going back to your question, how has it changed our relationship? Well, I think my communication skills have increased. I think Mm. my vocabulary vocabulary (laughs) around— And I'm not even Mm -hmm. talking about SAT words. I just mean the ability to feel my own emotion Mm -hmm. and then articulate Articulate my own emotion. Mm. And then by offering that— to him. Oh, the other thing that it's really helped is for me to parcel what's mine and what's not mine. So a while ago, you know, he had something happen at a, at a you know at work that was out of my comfort zone, and so I I didn't react right away. I took the pause, and I sat with it, and I taught class, and I worked it peeled peeled back the little layers of that onion. And then I was able to be like, you know what? I take responsibility for this part, but I can't hold on to that part. And for that, I need you to know that that wasn't cool for me. And I hope you'll meet me at that frontier. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I think in a relationship, the word boundary is so Unique. Right? It's so strange because I think if you're dealing with something unsafe, certainly boundaries, hundred percent need them, right? Yeah. And in a, a relationship, I feel that those boundaries are um it, it the quality needs to be porous because there's so much information going back and forth between the two people, yeah. you know, and you're you're watching how their eyes. Uh, are do, do they bug out yeah. when you give them that information? Do they get all squinty? You know, are, what's the energy coming from them? How is this going to trigger them? They've got, they've lived their whole life. I've lived my whole life, and so the whole nature of a relationship is always the space between, right? Like in dirty dancing, your dance space, my dance space, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so being able to be like, this is my dance space, and this is what I got, and this is what I'm bringing to the table, and that's your dance space. And let's find where our hands meet, you know. That has really helped. And I'm very lucky because the man that I'm with is able to receive all the real talk I have to give with openness. And we have a, a mutual understanding that we're both coming from good places. And so we're not intentionally trying to hurt each other ever. Mm. And with that base level of mutual respect, mm. we can have the hard conversation. It's not always been like that. We've been together 10 years. We've had to develop and do it.
2: How do you develop that base level of respect? Yeah, it sounds— it <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think the respect has always been there. I think the ability to meet each other in mm-hmm. the un- discomfort is what was, has been a practice. Love that. And
1: like an accepting of the discomfort.
0: Or, yeah, like sometimes we will joke about it. You know, sometimes the best way in is through humor mm-hmm. or at least for me. Right. Mm-hmm. So me sometimes when I know we're about to get into some gnarly mm-hmm. waters, I'll be like, you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go there. Yeah. You ready that. for this? OK, white knuckle grip. Let's go. Let's talk this out. Love it. And then we both kind of like, oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Off the deep end. <laughs> All right. What you got? And then, here I go. Here's my truth. Mm. (gasps) Received. Okay, got to sit with it. Mm. (laughs) Hang tight. Not ready to respond. Mm. I love that. So there's a little bit of levity that's required, huh? Mm -hmm. All about that levity. And to
1: that point, so you said that, you know, it took 10 years to you guys getting there. Have you always been so emotionally mature? Like, have you always had this— Ooh, I wish
0: James were here. This (laughs) death— (laughs) <laughs> Would
1: you <he> be like, <laughs> like, oh,
0: hell no. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> take us back. Um, with him the- and then with others. Uh, just in life. I think, I think if I were to take one of those, is Eniogram the right one to say? Mm-hmm. When you, when you get the, um, uh, I think my personality is one of mediator. Mm. I think it always has been.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mine's so, like dominator.
2: Mm-hmm. Basically. I made
0: that up. <laughs> it's.
1: It exists.
0: Mine's like it's such a great thing to know. She's like I made it up. Yeah, I made it up. It's what I am. <laughs> you sure? There's a whole like bully underground dominator world. <laughs> Knows about <what> <laughs> Literally. yeah. I think I've been very comfortable in the role of mediator, and so what I've actually had to learn is uh, confrontation. Hmm. So that's my other side. So I've been able mm-hmm. to articulate my feelings, but I haven't been able to do it immediately. Um, Taryn and I joke about this all the time that. She's such a feeler. She, 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 uh, her gift is that she feels and articulates. That's what makes her such a brilliant teacher hmm. is that what's happening in the room, she closes her eyes, she tunes into it, boom. She's, she's got it right there. Mm-hmm. And I uh, am, you know, you're drawn to your opposite. And when I first met James, we spent our first Valentine's Day together. And then six months later, I was like, you know, I was bummed that you didn't write me a card in June. What? That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. That's I a mean, girl. <laughs> crazy yeah, literally. talk. And now I can take about 24 hours. So that's when, you know, when I met and yeah. I, I would take about a week to be like, you know, that thing that um, happened last week. Uh, I, I just want to mm. say that I felt uncomfortable mm. and I just want to talk it through. And, of course, she's the most receptive, you know, best person to give this feedback to. She really listens and she really takes feedback. And she's guided me in many respects to shorten that length of time in which I need to process and sit with it. Mm. And so, you know, when we're in the same room together, she can look over, read the energy and be like, what's on your
2: mind?
1: Mm.
0: So it's nice. Mm-hmm. And, and I like to think that I have the opposite effect of offering a offering a pause for her. I, I don't know if she mm. would say the same, but mm,
2: I'm sure. I was doing an exercise the other day. Um, it was like, you say out loud the preceding thought to what you're going to say. Mm. So, like, mm. I think if people knew, and, and it, I think it works the other way, where you say uh, what you are thinking afterwards, too, or, like, after oh, there. So... someone's like, hello, how are you? And you're like, I want pancakes. (laughs) I think think it's like, you know, um, that's my internal dialogue. Yeah, literally.
1: (laughs) It's like, I want pancakes. How are you? I want pancakes.
2: (laughs) I think if someone walks into a room with a certain type of energy, let's say it's kind of like a negative low vibe energy. And you just say like, like, what's wrong? Like if someone Mm. like just walks past you out saying hi, and the preceding thought is like, oh, like I see Mm. you're kind of affected, like what's wrong? You know, instead of just like what's wrong, you know?
0: So instead of the reaction.
2: Exactly. Yeah, It's like sharing that. I'm not saying that's what you should do, but it was a good exercise to kind of... Create space. Create space between the time that you Mm -hmm. react, like just like, uh, like you didn't say hi, like uh, it's more like I'm notice. I see, I see you. Like something... Mm -hmm. You're not yourself. Like, did something happen today? What's wrong? Mm-hmm. You know?
0: And I think that um, what's interesting in that exercise, what I would taffy apart, mm-hmm. is that—and uh, this is a made-up example, so, mm-hmm. like, you know—that the reaction there is one of judgment, right? So Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what I would want to pull apart within that is, why does my brain or why does my being leap to judgment rather than empathy, or or whatever it is, yes. or to just mm-hmm. an open acknowledgement of what mm-hmm. that what that reception of energy is, right? And usually, behind judgment, right, is a real fear of not being accepted or included, mm-hmm. or uh, recognized or seen. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm definitely an extrovert for sure. But I have the the drive from my house to a party mm. is always a very long one. Mm. And so now to rewire some of the fear patterns in myself, mm-hmm. right before I get to the door, I'll repeat something to myself. And that is, I have everything I need. I don't. I don't need anything from anybody at this party. Mm-hmm. And so what it does is it, presses the eject button Mm -hmm. for me on any kind of desperation or insecurity. And so I can go in with just pure openness. Mm -hmm. Who's there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I went to a a party recently where, boy, this term influencer just makes me want to vomit everywhere, right? And so there's all this Energy around that about, oh, well, everyone you're gonna meet is gonna you know, be mm. important. Um- yeah, <laughs> you have to make a good um, pajama. Ambassion- <laughs> Hope you're wearing the right shoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're like, but wellness people, we're not supposed to judge each other. No, you better have the right shoes. Yeah, you know, was like, rah, rah, rah. so, uh, like, what's your Instagram name? How many followers <laughs> do you have? What <laughs> <laughs> makes me crazy? So, mm. I sat down next to somebody and I I'm um, next <laughs> like to the janitor. You're like, what's up? Yeah, totally. <laughs> literally. Well, that and is... Whenever I
1: go to those, I'm like, where's,
0: like, a worker? I want to talk to them. <laughs> They've got
2: probably better stories,
0: mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> but anyway, I went there, and um, I introduced myself to somebody I was a, a big fan of. And um, for whatever reason, they weren't in the— whatever, headspace or, you know, party space to say, their name. say much, you know, <laughs> and, and that's fine. Hey, <laughs> I was like, OK, the old Natalie, the Natalie from high school would have been like, I'm going to make that person like me. Mm. I am going to find my way in. I am going to tell a funny joke. I'm going to, you know, this, is fuck that bitch. Right. Or. Yeah. I'm going to go talk shit about that person yeah, or I'm going to, you know, like all of these protection Totally. This just domino effect of protection, yeah. right? And um, instead, I just repeated that thing to myself. I have everything I need. And I turned to the person on my left who I didn't know, had didn't know their name or what they did or anything. And it was, a you know, we completely hit it off. Mm. And it's been a blooming friendship. <laughs> and it's just really the where you least expect it, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was able to release myself from my old historic repetitive story that I need to be validated by having everybody like me,
1: mm.
0: I walked away from that party feeling full.
1: I feel like at every party everyone just wants to go home.
2: So
0: Anyways. true. Do you
1: know what I mean? Everyone's at parties, and then they just want to fucking go home. Mm. <laughs> Every literally, where I was at a party, I don't know when it was. It was like everyone here. Wants we
2: to go should home. throw a presents party. Yeah, everyone needs to have presents. Yeah, are we Not, talking, no, giving are we talking giving about presents,
1: spiritual presents or, but, uh, yeah, or giving spiritual presents? Yeah, yeah, spiritual presents. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spiritual
2: presents. <laughs> you know, yeah. what would that look? <laughs> what I don't that look know. like Everyone would be naked. Chains, shackles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, parties are. Are a thing I think as I get older, I also have to, like, know my intention. Mm. Yeah. And I'm still trying to work that out where it's, like, saying no to things that I instinctually, and that's, you know, me fine-tuning my listening to my intuition, but saying no to things that I... Am confident are not going to fill me up, but also being open to those like unknown territories and those like unexplored relationships and little pieces of like my story and where I want to go. Maybe they're a part of that that I should be open to. But it's hard. I think like we're for me like I and and all of us we're around a lot of people all the time. So I'm like pretty pro- I protect my energy like mm-hmm. when I can. Mm-hmm. So, like spending so time alone, which I, I do that I try to make time for that a lot. So, yeah, it's it's hard for me. Yeah, to and, discern. and what we were
0: saying before we uh, all sat down together mm-hmm. is that um, this almost thirty mm-hmm. crew, this generation of which um, we all really can relate to, or we're all a part of, is a really. Aren't we living in a deeply complicated? Fabric where the the iPhone has completely defined the identity of this generation and the mm-hmm. way in which we communicate with each other and the uh, constant ability or capacity for comparison is just. Uh, I, there was a study that I read the other day that was that said that uh, we are never more than one arm's length away from our phone twenty four seven. Think about it. When you're sleeping, it's by your bed. When you wake up, it's one of the first things you check. You work on it. You play on it. You la, know, la, 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 la. And so going back to what you were saying about having those moments for yourself that are not on the phone, not at the party, protecting your energy and letting it um, recharge is—what's what's a word that's more extreme than necessary? Vital. Vital, yeah. yeah. Good one. Yeah, good one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Muy importante. And I'm so guilty of it. Mm. I'm so guilty of it. Yeah, it's really
2: really hard. You know, we feel if we're not connected to what makes us money, what Mm -hmm. makes us feel validated, what people are expecting from us. Oh, they're expecting a post today. Okay. All right, let me take that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, and, and
0: who? Yeah, no who? No one's expecting I don't you. literally, literally like, don't know. They're thinking about themselves, you know? No, and exactly. that in itself is a freeing thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is a freeing thought. Yeah, I just— In what ways I do you— I don't owe a post to mm-hmm. anyone. I, d- I don't, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I I release my words out into the world if I have something to to, to share, you know? And I think that comes back to your intention of going to the party. My intention in sharing a part of myself is because I'm sharing a part of myself, not because I'm there's any external demands um, societally or technologically or mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a business function. It's choice. Mm-hmm. We always said that's the thing. I think a lot of stress comes from this belief that we are not in choice. And we are always in choice. You know?
1: 100 percent.
0: Mm. It may not seem that way.:
2: Yeah, it definitely doesn't.: people, Well, I think, I think people don't think that. When you believe that you don't have a choice, it's almost more comfortable. Does that make that, mm-hmm. like I think I'm thinking of like people that are close to me, like family wise.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think when you're like, well, I don't have a choice, I have to do it, so, and true. it sucks. And I'm like,
0: I don't have I'm to miserable. hold myself accountable for the fact so that there is
2: another way, true. exactly. And because so the other true. way takes effort, and the other way takes like navigating waters you've never been in, and you could and fail the other way, it, mm-hmm. you could you. fail, you could. But you could also change everything and change everything for the better. It's yeah, like how scary. Yeah. how do you Yeah, that's so true. I don't know. How do you move people unknown. to make a
0: choice? And this is again where David White comes in for me where he speaks about this very thing as a conversation. It's a conversation with the unknown. It's a conversation with the part of yourself that's fearful. It's a conversation with the threshold that the energetic threshold that separates the the choices mm. you know and that it's actually in the, in the conversation that you find your vitality,
1: mm.
0: not in the stasis or stagnation yeah. of uh, your story that you are broken or stuck yeah. or, you know, incomplete, yeah. whatever it is.
1: I heard the other day that on a podcast, I forget which one it was, but they were saying that there's bravery in participation in your life. Mm. which I loved. Like, I thought that was so beautiful, you know, to think about mm. how mm-hmm. brave you have to be to actually be an active participant in everything that is going on in your life. Mm. To me, it seems exhausting, com- to be completely honest, you know. If-
0: yeah, because it takes less effort to allow certain yep. parts of yourself to deaden. Uh huh. And really what I, I hope, and I think the company, uh, the classmate and Jeremy hopes, mm-hmm. is that the work of the class is one that helps... To illuminate one's own aliveness, mm. you know that that would be my highest calling that um, to be in service yeah. in service of of an, of another discovering their hu- humanness mm-hmm. and the in the and the beauty of the texture and color and vibrancy that is
1: that mm-hmm.
0: and that includes failure and that includes heartbreak, and that includes loss and joy and exaltation. And-
1: mm. Do you have any beautiful stories of people that have participated in the
0: class and just been moved? Mm. I'm lucky enough to say yes. Mm. Yeah. The um, the class is what you make of it. So if your intention for going to the party, that is the class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Following that same thread. Is um, to get a great workout. You are absolutely going to get a great workout, and the calories are going to be shut, and your mm-hmm. body's going to get nice and lean. And la 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 mm-hmm. la. And if you are interested in uh, the practice of deep listening, you're also you could you could potentially get that out of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, and many of our students are deep deep listeners through the work of the class, so. We've heard stories of people recognizing that the job that they're in is actually never, never been part of their soul's path. Mm. We've had people who have found that what they thought was a long-standing back injury was actually stuck anger. And, you know, you can choose to believe that if you want. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, We've—and— and I'm thinking of one person, Debbie, I hope you're listening, mm-hmm. <laughs> who after her first class never felt her, her back pinch since. Hmm. Wow. Uh, again, these are super individual stories. You know, I don't want to say that this is the case for every injury because there's a big difference between discomfort and injury, right? Yeah. But yeah, we, we we're lucky enough to have had many people alter the course of their life because they tapped into the belief that they are worthy of making choices that support them. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to
2: our listeners the mind-body connection? So in the movement, how, you know, anatomically speaking, how through the movement, through the sounds, through the cathartic anything, that physical tension is released and how that connects to your emotional Mm -hmm.
0: state. Yeah. So we'll do one move for the length of a song and um, the endurance and the stamina and the sheer difficulty of that move. And I I don't say that to scare anybody because if you've never taken it, you can certainly ease off. It's your own body Mm weight, right? So... When you lean into that physical difficulty, what it does is it brings to the forefront your habitual reaction. Get me out of here. This girl's crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't like this song. Well, -hmm. I didn't eat enough this morning. Mm -hmm. I should have had a hard-boiled egg. Mm -hmm. I didn't sleep enough. Uh, Let me make every excuse in the book and let me pull on every Mm -hmm. level degree of resistance so that I don't have to feel my quad on fire. Mm -hmm. And what we encourage you to do is, so what if you got really specific? Well, my quad's not just on fire. My quad is like, you know, it's it's aching or it's shaking or or I'm beginning to sweat. Or so these mm. are the sensations. So this is what's mm. actually happening. Coming back to the facts of it, and then once you tap right back into your body, your body's natural intelligence will begin to show you the reactions that it's holding onto, right? And that there you get into pattern stuff. So what I think is so interesting is that you don't really have much choice about a thought that pops into your head for the very first time. You, know, you didn't ask mm-hmm. this thought to pop into mm-hmm. your head, right? The second time, you step into a place of choice. Now, if you repeat that thought or that habit or that way of reacting mm-hmm. or that way of approaching life 10,000 times, now you are in pattern. And let's say you do it a million times. Now you're in belief Right. So what we ask you to do is find through the intentional difficulty of the body Mm. where your mind goes, what emotion comes up, where your intellect wants to go, where your emotional body wants to go, what, where are all, what are the little facets, the nooks and crannies of you in a safe community finding yourself to be? And then from there, you can start to deconstruct. It might not be true that I am unlovable. It might not be true. Mm. That could potentially be a story that I've told myself so many times that it's crystallized into belief. So you work it. You know, you work it back, and and it yeah, these theories of contraction expansion that we work with of. Of, of contracting the body and then flushing the body mm. are a lot like the way an inchworm progresses, yeah? So the inchworm bundles itself up and contracts in order to take two steps forward. Mm-hmm. And it's in that same way where we, you know, you're pushing through, let's say, a, a strength training move and then we, we match that with a cardio flush, and in that, your circulatory system gets to move again. Your lymphatic system gets to move again. And so your body is uh, effectively like, uh, you could think about it like chiseling barnacles, you know, mm-hmm. barnacles mm-hmm. Of, of energy and of thought and mm-hmm. of, of memory and things like that. It's a bit like, what's a good metaphor? Like hydrotherapy. Have you ever done that mm-hmm. in the shower where it's hot and cold and hot mm-hmm. and cold? And so your lymphatic system is being tricked to move toward the heart or to move away, right? Mm -hmm. That there's all these things that happen, right? And so what you're doing is you're flushing the lymphatic system to get going. Hmm. You're stimulating it. And so that's what we're doing. We're stimulating the body to contract and expand so that you are moving what is being held.
1: What are like two Taryn Toomey moves that people could do at home? Like, if they can't, if they're not in LA or yeah. New York, like, what are two moves that they could do or two things they could do to kind of get a
0: similar? Sure. Feeling? Well, the great thing about the class by Darren Toomey is that the moves are, you know, relatively simple the mm-hmm. burpee or mm-hmm. a jumping jack or a leg lift. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much the move, but your intention in the movement. So even if you were to go on a run, which is, not part of our sequencing. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, a Long distance run. Uh, the the idea still remains where you are stepping into awareness and attention about what happens to you in the movement, what happens to you on the run, what happens to you in the burpee that you're doing for you know longer than you thought you could. Often, and I think this is probably an old adage by now, but often it's the mind that quits before the body.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Of course, you have to be careful of injury, but that mental strength is the the work underneath the work. So it's having the mental strength
1: to do the move, partnered with the intention is what makes it different.
0: You're right. I overcomplicated it. Let me simplify. Right. You're in the mo- You're in mm-hmm. any move mm-hmm. for a duration that makes you slightly uncomfortable mm-hmm. or sweaty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And from there, you... Taryn calls it um, taking the seat of the witness, right? And for me, I like to say that you're coming on top of it. You've got this evil mm-hmm. eye perspective yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. And you separate yourself from you are the thought mm-hmm. to... I'm thinking the thought, right? So this is the Master Eckhart mm-hmm. uh, Power of Now. This is that same stuff, right? So you're, you're separating yourself from being the thought or being the experience and being the thinker or the experiencer. And how you, how you do that is you just keep asking yourself, what's going on for me mm-hmm. right now? What am I saying right now? Where did I just go? How does this feel? What's coming up for me? Just checking in with yourself. Right. And that translates. <laughs> Let me put some more vowels in that please. word. please. Because yes. if you can do that in the middle of a, uh, to oversimplify what we do in a fitness class, you know. Mm-hmm. If you can do that there, then you have the capacity to do it in the middle of an altercation with your Boss or your partner, Mm. or in a moment where you're alone and all your voices start to come up because you're alone. Mm. Or when you, God forbid, leave your phone at home Mm. and you go on a walk, and there's no iPod, and there's no companion, Mm -hmm. and there's no
1: we call that shadow time. Dark times. That's you and you, baby. That's yeah. you and you. I need to hang off myself alone. I haven't done that in a while.
0: Mm.
1: I don't even know what's going on.
0: Beautifully gnarly in there. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> no, like I like feel like it's like I've never been. I haven't been alone in so long. It's like when I try and force myself to be alone, it's like nothing's happening. It's a, it, to, like I feel like fl- pet myself out. You mm. know, like I need to like give myself more time to like come out. But right now, mm-hmm. I just like am like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time of shelter. Yeah.
0: And that's okay, too. I mean, uh, many people are alone in the middle of a crowd. hmm Yeah. So it's just a state of, <laughs> no, no, it's a state of being rather than no, it's it's so that, true. Know how many people alone are alone at the party. <laughs> oh. I am too, girl. We don't need anything. It's fine. Yeah. We don't need anyone.
2: <laughs> no parties 2018. Sometimes we ask our guests this, but... What would you tell like your 20-year-old self or early 20s Natalie? I don't know where she was at that time, so where were you and what would you tell her mm. mentally and like emotionally?
0: Let me let me close my eyes on this one.
1: Yeah. Mm. That's a good one.
0: I would say to release the white knuckle grip on what you think should happen. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: What was that, like acting?
0: Um, yeah, when I was in college, I had a real, uh, I was, I came from a, a family of uh, high, high achievers, you know, and so I had incredible expectations for myself that were based on desiring the approval mm-hmm. of others, of, of my parents, uh, you know, my family, of the of many. So, I think that I would have asked myself to slow down and see if if that path that I was so dead set on having could could breathe a little bit and that, you know, if there was some possibility for Eventually I got there. Eventually I was, you know, hold your hold your hand out for rain, you know. And wonderful things happened on that path. I got Mm -hmm. to tour the world. I got to see all these things. And if I hadn't been so dead set, you know, then I I wouldn't have had the life experiences from twenty to twenty seven. But there was a real um, punitive quality about my ambition. Mm. It's a good one. Yeah, and I think that the that sort of. I guess self lacerating. I think mm-hmm. that is a, a deeply unkind. It's so conditional. Like, I think
2: if I don't achieve this, then mm-hmm. I am nothing, or they'll be disappointed, or. Right.
0: And they're all external always. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, they're, typically, they're just. Yeah. This thing on my CV, this number in my bank account, this, mm-hmm. uh, mm. this title on my business card, the ranking on a you know, I, I, you're an actor, so the the mm-hmm. the program, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and that um ultimately, my sister is a, a Jungian analyst, and and we have these long conversations about the word success and pulling that one apart. It's so fun, but all through my twenties, success was a was held with white in a in a white knuckle grip. And now um, it means something else, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah, at the ripe old age of thirty-two, which certain I can't—I just can't wait for my hair to turn white, and, <laughs> and you know, and for uh, my husband and I to be in rocking chairs. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for it because I, I'll look back on this age of thirty-two, and and I'll have a, a completely other, totally. you know. Idea of success. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. what? Oh, what will I know later? I know. What will I know then? I can't wait. Then and that's the be great like, thing about the class is that yeah. I get to teach what I'm learning. You know, like I, I'm only ever teaching the class mm. the things that I need to learn myself. If I if I was actually teaching what I know, it'd be a very short class. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So great. Yeah, I love I what love I do. That. It's fun.
1: Where, um, what are you excited about in 2018? Like, what are you excited (sighs) about upcoming, maybe in end of this year, actually, too?
0: Hmm. There's so many things that I could point to that are on the calendar, Mm -hmm. right? And that's where my impulse goes. But since we're knee-deep in this conversation, I'm going to pull back on it, and I'm going to say that I am excited to continually show our our teachers and our new staff members and our the the community that is quickly growing that it's real mm-hmm. uh, that this is not for show that yeah. this is you know that Taryn didn't start this because she expected this four years later that I didn't join her and j c didn't join her because we thought this was gonna turn into any anything that 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 this company is growing. Passionately, and because there is a real soft strength in our dedication to being of service. Mm. Every day, I'm excited to share that with my team and to share that with our students and uh, to keep growing on a path of integrity. So it's not the things that we have in the calendar and it's not the event headlines. It's this deep flowing river of vocation, of belief in 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 what we're doing. That's what I'm excited about.
1: I'm gonna take that. It's the almost 30 manifesto. <laughs> I'm gonna take that and apply it to almost 30 (laughs) it's now ours it's amazing
2: yeah rooted in service I mean I feel like you can only like that is that is where the root of success is I think
0: I think once you know you once you can tap in Mm -hmm. on you and and help yourself Mm -hmm. ooh go help someone else Mm -hmm. I mean that's the key
2: how can yeah how can our listeners connect with you and Mm. with the class
0: and take one of your classes mm-hmm. yeah all the um all the information is on tarantumi.com mm-hmm. the the class by tt is our instagram and it's uh it's really got uh, a lot of tools mm-hmm. so it's a mm. it's a feed that can really help you on the daily mm. and uh mine's a bit of a mix i'm I love yours. This is Natalie. I love
2: that. <laughs> How'd you get that? <laughs> How the
0: hell? Yeah,
2: literally, well, did you Jean get it? Well, Natalie was
0: taken nine times over. Oh, and no one took this. Is Natalie? I love that. No, I love, don't know. I don't I love
2: don't this. Is Natalie. I love that. I copied yeah. This is
0: A Day, which is a, one of my, my favorite groups of ladies <sighs> who, who create beautiful things. So thanks for that inspiration, <sighs> A Day. This Christos. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Hey, new name this. <laughs> Oh, yeah.
2: This was beautiful. This un- was beautiful. beautiful.
0: Thank you guys gonna so much. I'm going to be
2: floating for only days for to this, come but yeah.
0: for what you guys are doing and the and the content that you're putting out there and the work you're putting out there is is um, it's a necessary voice. Mm. Thank you. That means yeah. a lot.
1: We love it cuz we can shine a light on people like you. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's why we do it. Yama yeah. yeah. Namaste, Namaste. Stay bitches oh, oh, <laughs> Write god. us a review Bitch <laughs> Oh god oh, I'm
0: uncomfortable <laughs> Write us guys, a review Thank
2: you guys So much for listening Yep Please connect with Natalie And if you are In LA or New York Take a class a Class By to Toomey mm-hmm. And let us know What you think Of this episode Join our secret Facebook group Which is just A closed group Where we discuss All of the things uh, We love you guys Have a great week. Bye.
0: Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.